The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, everyone out there. Yes, this is your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live from Holly Springs, North Carolina, on this gorgeous, overcast, cloudy day. I'm hoping we get more rain. I love these days. These are those fall days going into winter. You know, when you get a whole summer and spring's worth of 95-degree weather, 100-degree weather, whatever, wherever you're living, and it's always green, and it's always sunny out, and it's always hot, but the humidity is unbelievable, you look forward to the so-called gloomy times. I don't consider them gloomy times. I I love these days. You can go outside. You can run. You can walk. You can do your gardening. You don't have to sweat so much. They're beautiful times. I hope you get a chance to enjoy all the change in the season. And I do enjoy fall other than Christmas is coming and I'm already in my head decorating my house, trying to figure out how I'm going to put up my old Christmas stuff in my new home. So that's all there. But I hope you had a fabulous week. I hope things... uh, um, are starting to calm down with you. Good news that I just heard last night that some of the COVID-19 numbers are coming down a bit, coming down a bit. There's been more mandates about masks and the virus seems to be getting a little under control. We certainly do not want to drum up false confidence again and have a whole bunch of people out there, even though there still are a whole bunch of unmasked people on top of each other all over the place and then getting sick. And the unfortunate thing, and this is the sad part, I don't wish ill upon anybody who is ignorant Um, who winds up believing that the coronavirus is a whole scam for the hospitals and the doctors to make more money or the government to implant chips in you or whatever they want to believe out there. I don't wish ill upon any of those people. However, I have already heard through my own acquaintances many Many who were so against the vaccine, who, like I said, just believe it was a whole scam, get very ill from um, contracting the coronavirus, and a couple of them even died. And uh, and I and I feel that is very sad. 
It's sad. It's a waste. It's unnecessary, totally unnecessary to die in that way when it was avoidable. It was avoidable. It's avoidable now. Okay, in the beginning, it wasn't avoidable. We didn't have our hands on it. We couldn't control it. We didn't know what it was about. And we've been dealing with that kind of disease and illness since the beginning of time. Because there's bacteria and viruses that live here on the planet. And then, of course, we introduce more by the way we uh, use chemicals and, and process food and all of that stuff. But I don't wish ill on any, and I don't think that uh, it's a punishment. It's definitely a manifesting. You're going to manifest something like that for yourself. Um, you're tempting the Lord thy God. Remember that? I talked about that before. You're standing out in the middle of the highway and thinking that that Matt truck heading right towards you is not going to kill you because you believe in God or you have very strong positive beliefs about life. Well... I don't wish anybody to stand in the middle of the street to find out that they're wrong, but so be it. I believe they found out that they're wrong. And it has converted some people out there, but it's still a sad way to convert. I don't want us to learn that way. That's the reason why we have these shows. It's the reason for Unity Online Radio, so that all the luminaries here can be teaching you better ways to live your life. And, and create what you want and not become a victim to what's going on in life. <clears throat> Actually learn how to control your life and life around you. And you can do that. You can do that. Um, matter of fact, this is what today's show is about. It's actually the second part. The first part, go back and listen to my episode on how to manifest um, your desires, the abridged version, part one. This is going to be part two. So it's about using the law of attraction, but using it the right way and trying to to clarify some of the misunderstandings of how to tap into the law of attraction. During my first episode, we were talking about the concept of surrendering. What does surrendering mean? So just in review, does it mean that you recognize what it is that you want and you say, okay, universe, this is what I want. And then you let go and surrender it to the universe and wait and see what happens. That's what many, many people in this field believe surrendering over to the law of attraction means. We may have even had um, Abraham Hicks say something about surrendering <clears throat> but it's a, a completely misunderstood term because you truly have to understand this power you know here look at electricity we've created electricity we created electricity now do you sit there and will the electrical current to come into your home and light your lamps or do you get up and plug something in it do you take focus and aim and you direct the electrical current it doesn't think on its own does it it doesn't know that just because you want your inside house lit up 
It doesn't know that it should just come to your home and do that. And it's energy. Electricity is energy, isn't it? The law of attraction is all about energy, isn't it? What difference does it make what form it is? Oh, because it comes from God? Well, everything comes from God. Everything that we've created, either we've manifested it as being co-creators, or God created it on its own. But whatever the case may be, it still requires some kind of direction. It does not have a mind of its own. And source, spirit, God does not direct the law of attraction. It doesn't direct the law of gravity. Gravity in this planet works because of the the principle of it. There is some magnetic field within the core of the planet, and it holds everything down on top of it which is probably how we helped to create this planet in order to have life on it. You know, everybody, all these scientists and and astronauts want to believe that there's life on other planets or that there's been life on other planets. Like right now they're examining Mars and saying, oh, there's evidence that there was water here and there's evidence that there was, I don't know, oxygen here or whatever. And um, that that's just not true. There wasn't life on every single planet. And now it's all gone. There's life here, and we exist on it because this planet has everything necessary to sustain us. And so we chose this planet, that we created it this way to sustain us when we finally came and incarnated here for the first time. The law of aerodynamics, which is there's an atmosphere. And when you send something through that atmosphere against the wind that is sitting there, the air that is sitting there, there there is a resistance. You know, if you flap your arm back and forth real fast... Yes, you are fanning yourself, but the reason why you're fanning yourself is you're actually pushing up against the air that is now hitting you in the face. And there is a resistance to allow you to push that air. Well, that's what allowed Wilbur and Orville to figure out that, well, it, it, with given this principle, there's got to be, and, and watching birds flap their wings, that keeps them up in the air. There's got to be a way that we can create something to do the exact same thing and mimic the exact same thing. And, and that's how the airplane was eventually created. So all those laws and the principles, they're there. They work. Did the air say, oh, I'm going to wait until Orville and Wilbur get it right before I hold up their vehicle? No, it doesn't think, but it's there. And when you tap into it, remember, if you look at the history of how these things were invented based on the laws of nature and physics, 
right? It took Wilbur and Orville a long time. It wasn't their first, you know, aircraft that they created. Go watch some videos. They recorded much of it. And go watch some of the videos of any of the guys, any of the people who were attempting to create aircraft and planes. Look at the mistakes that they made. They knew that this aerodynamic principle was there. It just took them a while to learn how to truly tap into it. How to truly tap into it. And so we're doing the same thing with the law of attraction. It's a principle out there. It's a power. It's a source. And it really is up to us to learn how to tap into it the right way and use it. Now, there's been The Secret, the movie. There, I can't even count the number of books. I tried to, and I stopped. You know, the number of books written on the law of attraction, how to tap into it, right? All of this manifesting. And it is not a new law. It didn't just come about yesterday. No, it did not. It didn't come about yesterday. I can promise you that. It's been around for a while. People have known this law for quite some time. And yet, and yet, think about it. Why isn't everybody manifesting what they want to manifest? So the belief is by some then, if they can't manifest it, then the the belief must be, the law must be fallacy. It's not real. It's fiction. It's fantasy. And there are people who truly believe that. And they primarily believe it because they can't manifest. You know, when you're told um, you're magical, you want to believe that until you can't do anything magical. Now, all of a sudden, you want to believe that it's not possible. So, so a lot of times we dispute a truth because we can't replicate it for ourselves. And so it mustn't be true. Even in the laws of science and research, nothing is exactly true in science, not even in the laws of physics, only probability. It's significantly true, but it's not absolutely true because there's no way of actually proving absolute, absolute. So people will talk against the law of attraction and manifesting because they weren't able to use it themselves. But think about how old this law must be and how ignorant are we that we still don't have control of it. I don't have control of it. And meanwhile, I'm going to be teaching you how to have better control over it. I know what's required. I truly do, because I absolutely see the way it works in my life. And when I say I really, really believe I want this, I really, 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 really want this, and it still doesn't come, yeah, I can turn around and say, oh, the universe is telling me that it really isn't meant to be. But this isn't true. Because we're unlimited beings. So, so, so think about this for a moment. Let's do some um, Sherlock Holmes deductive reasoning here. 
So if I can't manifest something I think I really, really, really want, then it must be the universe telling me that it's not best for me to have it or there's something better for me, right? Those are some of the spiritual excuses for why we can't manifest, all right? Using that same reasoning then, which means it has to apply in all aspects of the law of attraction and manifesting. So if I manifest what I don't want, if I manifest suffering, if I manifest a disease and an illness, does that mean that's what the universe wants for me? Did you ever think about that? You cannot use an excuse on one hand if you can't use it on the other. The answer to that that I'm just posed is no. The universe has nothing to do with what you want to manifest. Only you do. Because if we're capable of manifesting what we don't want, then we're also capable of manifesting things that we shouldn't want. Let that sink in for a moment. You are capable of manifesting things you shouldn't want. Why? Because we are unlimited. The law of attraction does not think. It has no conscience. It cannot tell us no stop. Don't manifest that. Otherwise, it would be stopping us from manifesting the things that hurt us as well. It can't do that because it's an energy on its own. It is a non-thinking, non-reasoning energy. Yes, it is supplied by God, by force, by spirit, but not controlled by it. Now, did God use that source to create the firmament and all of the planet and then eventually us or us first and then all of the firmament and the planet and all the animals on it? Yes, it used its power that it was tapped into. Its power is a living thing but it is a living thing without thought, without consciousness, without reasoning ability. And it is connected to each and every one of us. And so then, well, then why can't I manifest what I want to manifest? And I put it to you, that much of the times the things you want to manifest, there is an unconscious part of you saying no. No, I don't want it. I really didn't want that. No, I don't deserve it. 
no, I'm not good enough for it. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not lovable enough, whatever. But you stop what you want to manifest. You stop it. Now, that's a great responsibility that people don't want to know. You know, it's it's really funny. I've I've got a lot of followers. I've got a lot of wonderful followers. All of you who constantly come back and listen to me, you're unbelievable. You're you're incredible. And not just because you listen to me, but you tolerate me. I'm different than the rest. And it's so funny because what I have noticed is the people that speak prettier than me, they have more followers. Which is interesting. And not necessarily because their words worked better. It's because their words sounded better, which proves why we don't change and grow and evolve because we don't like what we have to hear. And what we have to hear is how we've been 100% in control of our lives and still are, even after we listen to Unity Online Radio, even after we attend Centers for Spiritual Living, even after we listen to the Joe Dispenses and and Wayne Dyers and um, Marianne Williamson and Deepak Chopra, and I can go on and on and on, all those wonderful luminaries, and even after we listen to all of them, when we still can't get the things to work the way we want it to work, it's because of us. Why is that so important to really admit? Because we can change it then. Pretty words alone don't change anything. They don't. They just sound good. Do they make you feel good temporarily? Yes, so do edibles and pot and alcohol. But I don't want pretty words to drug me up. I don't want pretty words to cover up what I might be doing that's not productive. I want real words. Now, they don't have to be judgmental words. I don't want to be harsh on myself. I had to learn to stop that. I know you people. I know you better than you know you. I'm a psychic. I get in there. I get to see your dark crevices. And you know what your dark crevices are? not really truly believing that you're even a child of a God, that you're anything special. And why would you believe that anyway? How special was your life, your beginnings, your upbringing to teach you something so wonderful? Where is the evidence of life when we look outside, when we listen to the news? the evidence of our divinity. Where is that evidence? One time a man came down to try to give us evidence of that. And then every now and then, there's a hero that steps forward that gives us evidence that we're special. But we don't see them all the time. Now we're honoring the heroes that come home from war and keep us free. Right? We honor the veterans 
there have been people fighting since the beginning of time, and yet, if we were to go back and have to honor everybody who fought to keep us alive today, there'd be no room or time to honor anybody else because there's been that many soldiers, that many killings, that many battles, that many wars, uprisings. Oh my gosh, just go back in history, the history of our country, the history of all the other countries. Are those all the soldiers that are supposed to be honored? Or are the leaders, the spiritual ones that turn around and tell us we don't need to do that, that we're better than that, we're greater than that, that make us feel divine? That's what Jesus did. That's what Gandhi tried to do. That's what Martin Luther King Jr. did. His greatest accomplishment was to make blacks finally feel like they were more than just slaves, that they were supposed to believe in their worth and value as well. And it's him convincing the blacks that helped to convince some of the whites. We shouldn't have needed anybody like that to convince us, but I'm watching history right now and television show and series showing the beginnings of all of that. And man, oh man, oh man, we didn't want to believe that the blacks were equal to us because when we bought them over here, bought them and brought them over here to America, they did better than us. Their farming skills were incredible. If you want to know the history of slavery and racism, let's go back to the beginning. Okay, they were dark-skinned, and they were used in slaves as slaves in their own country in Africa. The lighter-colored blacks, Africans, used to enslave the darker ones because it was determined back then that the more melanin, the darker your skin was, you were less of a human because you looked closer to the gorilla or the animals. And so you were treated as such. And we're going to talk more about this and how to make that law of attraction finally work for you. So stay with me. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm not on my soapbox. I'm getting real with each and every one of you. And the words may not sound pretty, but they'll change your life. So stay with me and um, get some friends to listen to. I'll be back in just three minutes. Hang in there. It's not that long. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back, everybody. It's so great to have you here today. If you're joining me for the first time, we're talking about the fallacies of the law of attraction, why it's not working for 
a good number of people, if not the majority of people in the world. Well, not the majority may know about it, but certainly there's a larger portion of people who know about the law of attraction. And of those people, not everybody is getting it to work or we get it to work in dribs and drabs. It's so interesting. Before I even knew this, when I was a kid, I was in school or, or even after school. Every time I did a performance, before I did a performance, I didn't know why I was doing this, but in hindsight, now I do. I used to imagine how the performance was going to turn out and how I was going to be received by the audience. I literally would go through an entire daydream of that. And if you remember my story of my abuse, I it was a requirement for me to get the outcome that I wanted because that fed me then. That kept me alive. It kept me going. Right. It was my resilience. As long as I had I, I knew I was good and everybody loved me while I was performing, then at least I could hold on to that as having some kind of worth. And man, oh, man, oh, man, every every time I envisioned something, it happened so literal to what I envisioned that it used to scare me. I didn't know what I was doing. So and I and I didn't know how to interpret it, but I would be stunned afterwards. I was like, I I imagined that. That's exactly what happened. I imagined that outcome. And even as an adult, there have been so many times today. I am so capable of manifesting instantaneously some things, and then again, not others. And then again, not others. And there is a part of me, and this is what you have to listen to. There is a part of me that so wholeheartedly believes that the things I'm not manifesting, I really, really do want to manifest. I do want to manifest. And so I have to bypass my conscious thinking. I have to be so open with myself and so honest and so vulnerable to go down into the deepest recesses of my mind to see if my unconscious beliefs are in alignment with my conscious wants. And you know what? They're not. I've I've had to come to understand that. I don't want to, you see, like other people do, blame the law. I don't want to blame um, spiritual concepts that were turned into religious dogma that hurt people. I don't want to blame God or the concept of God or the concept of angels or the concept of our unlimited ability. I don't want to blame any of that. Because that would be ruining some really good information and knowledge and wisdom. And I don't want to blame me to the point anymore, and I use the word anymore, that I chastise myself and criticize myself because that that reduces my power right there. Every time you criticize yourself, Just take a whole bunch of the spiritual power that you just created and throw it away. 
in any of the good things you do. Yes, you weaken your power, or shall I say, you close yourself off to it with every self-denigrating comment, self-criticism, dislike, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. But you still have to be able to go there and say, ooh, I'm stopping it. I'm stopping what I want. And I think, I wonder if I can change that. Maybe I have to alter what I want to fit it better. To fit it better. And what is it that I really, really, really want then? And I've said that a lot. What is it? First of all, you have to acknowledge what you want. Okay, let's talk about, let's start talking about what makes it work then. And as we're doing that, I'll tell you why some things don't work. So you have to know what you want. There's nothing wrong with that. Wanting does not create suffering. Not getting what you want is what creates suffering. So what? The cure to the, the suffering is then don't want anything and you won't ever suffer. Well, that's great. Now you walk around muted and apathetic in this life. Because you don't want, you're not supposed to want anything. Desire, that's in Buddhism. Buddha said desire, at least the people who have repeated what Buddha says, in their terms have said, desire leads to suffering. Well, of course, they're trying to come up. You know, so many of these religions, you have to understand, were not created when people were sitting around in a circle feeling wonderful and great about life. Ooh, touchy-feely stuff. Let's make a new religion here. No, it was created when there was suffering, when there was pain, when there was pillaging, when there was killing, when there was one country taking over another country. That's how religions formed. Slavery, imprisonment. That's how religions formed. And so they're based off of hurt and pain and suffering. So they're really not religions. They're psychological coping mechanisms. Of course, I want my homeland. I want my family, but it's being taken away from me. It hurts. My heart is broken. Ah, Fellow human, want not those things, and then your heart shall not hurt whether you lose them or not. So we let go of wants because of that. Because it does hurt when you don't get what you want. Don't kid yourself. It does hurt when you don't get what you want. That's why there's so many manifesting classes out there and people taking them because everybody wants to learn. It's why you're listening now because everybody wants to learn. How do I manifest? Because it hurts when you don't get what you want. So the religion or religious belief is let go of desire and it won't hurt you anymore. Nonsense. Nonsense. You're denying what you're really feeling. Why be here in life if you can't experience what you want to experience? Why be here? Oh, because you're supposed to be experiencing something else and let the universe figure out what that is? No, that wasn't the plan. 
There's nothing wrong with wanting. So first you need to know what you want. Now, a lot of times you think you know what you want. I thought I knew what I wanted. I thought I wanted to be a famous actor. For the longest time, I thought I wanted that. Now, I wouldn't give it up. If somebody offered me a role on Broadway today, I would take it to have fun. But it's not what I really want. I know that. I don't want to put that work in. I don't want to have to act phony in order to get along with people in the industry. And I certainly don't want to kiss asses so that way I get the part I want or I get treated better, or I get a better dressing room. I'm not doing that. I'm playing that game. So I really don't want that. What I do want is what I have now. But I thought I wanted that. And the reason why I didn't get that, I have to admit, is because of me. Because deep, deep down, like I just admitted, I really didn't want that. I wanted some of it. I wanted the, the fun part, the performing part, but I didn't want everything else that went along with it. So you can't have part without the other. It's either all of it or none of it. So that's why I say sometimes you don't know what you really want. And that's when you turn to the universe and the higher parts of you and dad and our loved ones and our brothers and their sisters, and go, hey, you guys are on the other side there. You're on the other side of the veil. So you see the bigger picture. You see my higher soul. You see what my plan is or was. So do me a favor. Could you tell me if this is a good thing for me? That's why you turn to the universe. And I didn't want, when I was younger, and this began happening to me, like I said, my story of having the psychic over to do a party, I didn't have her come over my house so that she could tell me I was going to be a spiritual teacher, which is what started all of this. I had to come over my house to tell me I was going to be a famous actor. <laughs> so a lot of times we don't turn to the universe or want to turn to the universe because we're afraid to find out what it's going to tell us. But there's nothing wrong with turning to the universe. So Find out what it is that you want and then ask yourself, no, really, 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 what is it that you really, really want? Now, I know you think you know what you really, really want, but is that what you really, really want? And then you should go in there and find out if it's you, what you really, really want by asking, is this what you really, really, really want? And you don't stop that question until you get to the fourth one. No. Is this what I really, 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 really want? The core of me, the heart of me, all my blood cells, my thinking cells, my feeling cells, all the parts of my brain, from my toes to my fingertips, is this what I really, really want? Is this what I really, really want? Really, 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 really want? Because if you're not getting what you think you want, there is a part of you that is either not wanting it or, again, you're stopping yourself because you don't believe you're deserving of it. 
So examine, that's one of the other steps. Besides writing the paragraph of what you really want, look into your life and see what you could have done, not what others could have done, but what you could have done that stopped you getting what you really want. No matter how painful it is, go look at it. You can't get what you want to get if you don't look at the reasons as to why you didn't get it to begin with. And you can't be afraid. That's what my work is with you. Hasn't it been that? Haven't I always turned you within to see your darkest places? Not because I'm a masochist and I want you to stay in the darkest places, but I know in order to get to your best places, you've got to work through the darkest ones. Everybody has been faking it. Everybody has been telling you, you know, you don't have to do that. You can just jump right to the good things. No, you can't. It's not working that way. It's not that you have to fix everything that was dark. You have to acknowledge your beliefs that came from the results. That's what it's all about. What are those self-beliefs? What was that that was created when you took a lower step? When you made a lower choice, not necessarily a good choice. When you made a mistake, what did that make you feel like? Because it's your self-beliefs that tap into the law of attraction. The beliefs, the true beliefs deep down inside there. That's why you need to go within every time you say you want something. Do you really, really want this something? I ask, I get couples all the time, all the time. Uh, they, they, they absolutely believe they're madly in love with each other. I don't, I, I, I want this person. I want to marry this person. And then I ask them what you really, really, really want or what you really, really, really believe. That's the other thing that I ask them. What do you really, 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 really believe? And so if it's a woman, I turn around and I ask her, if you truly believed you were a princess, a fairy tale princess, the man you are with right now, would you believe him to be your knight in shining armor, your Prince Charming? And I asked the male the same thing. If he thought he was Prince Charming in a knight in shining armor, would he believe that the woman he is with is his princess? Can you guess how many people say yes to that question? You'd be surprised. Less than more. That's right. Because nobody really asks that. When it comes to love, when it comes to partnership, most of it is out of emotional need. Most of the love that we experience here, as I've said before, is earthly love. It's just people feeding each other's emotional needs until the emotional needs stop or people run out of the energy to feed another person's emotional needs. And then the love stops and the relationship stops. And that's because nobody asked if this what I really, 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 really want. So... Write that down because you'll find out that maybe you think you want a particular job. Oh, I want a job with Google. Definitely. Oh, I, I definitely want to work with Google. 
right? Somebody might say that, not not me. I'm using this as an example. And then I ask them, well, what do you really, really, really want? Well, I want to work in that company that will allow me um, to use my skills. I said, well, what is it that you really, really, really want? Well, I want to enjoy the process of seeing my talents accomplish something. What is it you really, 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 really want? Is it that job? No. What I really, 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 really want is to feel that I have value. Whoa. So now you could do that in another job other than with Google, can't you? Well, yes. Oh. Well, then why don't you put it out to the universe that way rather than thinking that you want to work for Google? So so you've got to understand what it is you really, really, really want because that's going to help you get it better because that's what you're going to have more of a chance believing in than what you don't want. I just had a client this week. I can't get a job. I've sent my resume out to so many different places. And and when I was doing the reading, I was like, what the heck? Why are you sending your resume out for engineering jobs when you don't want to be an engineer? Oh, but I need a job. I want a job. I really do want a job. No, yeah, of course. You want to make money. That's what you really, really want. You want to make money. You want to be able to live. But what you really, really, really want is to impact the world and have something to do to inspire people. And what you really, 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 really want is to be in control of your life, to be able to do all that you want with that. So in other words, you want your own business. So why don't you start your own business? And since you're a healer and you've been doing that part-time, there's what you really want. And that's the reason why you're not getting any of the other stuff. So, So let's stop blaming That's another step. Stop blaming and finding excuses as to why you are not manifesting what you want. That's going to be a very big step. You have to eliminate God doesn't want me to have this. The universe doesn't want me to have this. Also eliminate it's not right timing. Will you please take that saying and etch it out of your verbiage and and talk don't ever repeat that again all in perfect timing there is no such thing as perfect timing because on the other side of the veil there's no such thing as time so why would the universe have perfect timing and what's perfect timing for us before we die now when i was a kid no i've held things up I've caused things to slow down in my life. I'm going to admit that. I am not going to use excuses anymore because that makes me lose control. That doesn't make me gain control. That makes me lose control. Do I have to feel bad? No, I'm not going to feel bad about it either because comparatively speaking, we're thousands and thousands and thousands of years old, our souls are. So relatively, this one lifetime, I haven't screwed up very much and deprived myself of very much just because of this one lifetime. 
Chances are I've, I've accomplished a lot of wonderful things in all my past lifetimes. So what am I worried about? Just one lifetime that I screwed up where I didn't get what I could have had. So stop feeling bad about what you didn't create for yourself so that you can finally start creating some stuff for yourself. When you do all this psychological work first, which is an absolute, we are body, mind, and spirit. Working on your spirit alone is diddly squat. Working on your body alone does diddly squat. Working on your mind alone does diddly squat. Now work on your body, mind, and spirit, and you will see you accomplish everything you want. So... Understanding that that is, and I did it in all simple form, that is the psychological stuff that you've got to get out of the way. You've got to recognize your control. You've got to recognize your beliefs. You've got to recognize what it is you really, really, really want and also what it is that you don't really, really, really want. That plays a portion in it. Like I said, I thought I wanted to be an actor, but there was what I didn't want that I had to pay attention to. Then the actual process. Now, I was talking before about the law of attraction not being a thinking force. It's just a force. And it requires your complete focus and attention towards it in order to make it work. That is not about just saying it once and giving it up. That's about visualizing it. Wayne Dyer said that Five minutes before you fall asleep every single night, you should be visualizing what it is you want to manifest and that you're doing it. Create a scene. Do exactly what I did when I was younger. Exactly what I did. I imagined, imagined what I wanted the outcome to be. And I saw myself on the stage performing, doing great jobs, coming out for my curtain call, the audience going wild, standing up clapping, praising me afterwards. And it, I, it just was my fantasy. It's, it made me feel good to fantasize like that, especially since I was being tormented and tortured and bullied. And it was in my survival to do that that allowed me to manifest it because it requires that much attention. So if you're just going through the day and you're busy and you take five minutes out, I'm going to focus on my intention and my desire right now. That's not going to manifest it. It's not going to work. You've got to live it. You've got to live it all day long. You've got to go back to it all day long. You don't give up and surrender what you want. What you surrender is all the emotional crap around it that I've just been talking about. You have to surrender the disbelief that you can have it. You have to surrender the sadness that you're meaningless if you don't get it. What you want in your dream doesn't define you. What it defines is how much you believe in you. What it defines is your power. And we all want to believe in ourselves and we all want to know we have that power, which is why it's so disappointing when we don't manifest what we want. And it's so rewarding when we do. But you've got to surrender the pain. 
Pain closes off your energy. Desire doesn't. Desire musters up your energy. Tell me any of those athletes who competed that they wanted something so desperately that it inspired them to work their butts off for it. The dreams, the luminaries who wanted something and they never gave up and they never gave up and they never gave up. And they got what they wanted because they they eliminated all along the way. Why? Do you have to does it have to go a certain amount of time in order for it to happen? No, it has to go for as long as it takes you to truly believe that you're going to have it. That's how long it takes. And sometimes we have to eliminate our doubts, our fears, what the other person said. And that's what gets in the way. And that's what takes time or not acknowledging what we're really feeling. That's what gets in the way. And that's what takes time. You have to be vulnerable with yourself, not be afraid to be open and hear who you really are inside and out. All of that has to be vivid in your mind and you will be able to manifest all you want. Try it today. You can manifest a message. You can manifest God talking to you. You can manifest an actual dream, a job, a career, a healing You can manifest all of that, but to do that, you have to have the greatest self-awareness so that you can change what you don't like that's in there and enhance and put in what you do. This is Vincent Jenna, and this was the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Go back and listen to this episode all over again. Have a fabulous week and stay with us. And by the way, next week, I'm going to be on Temple Hayes' show, uh, which is at uh, just a couple of hours after mine. So hang in there, listen to these shows, and we'll see you next week. Have a fabulous week. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Debbie-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson, we will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.